Morpheus is fighting Neo. Hello and welcome to the Hollywood Fishbowl. I am and can only be your host, Jesse Kester, and that's that for me. But I am not alone. I am joined today by the one, the only, the absolutely incontrovertibly illustrious... Ben Trent. Welcome to the show, Ben. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me here. If the music hasn't worn down already, it will wear down soon and... There we go. Morpheus is done fighting Neo, maybe, depending. Uh, I think it's a never-ending thing. Time is a flat circle. Oh, 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 we're busting that one out this early. How's your tea? It's very nice, very calming. So we're going to get into a lot of things today. We're going to get into one thing today, actually. <laughs> we're going to break down the genesis, the origins of uh, wrestling pro wrestling and your involvement in that. Is there anything else you want to be talking about? I mean, we could start with that. We probably we'll probably branch off into a lot of strangeness just based I'm, on it. Well, yeah, that's that's um, part of part of the reason that the, the enterprise is so fascinating to me is because of the bajillion branches that are happening simultaneously on that show. Uh, before we get into any of that, I would like to introduce you to our audience through a segment we call Five and Five, wherein I ask you five questions. You have one minute to answer each question. That is why it is called Five in Five. Is that okay with you? That is okay. All right. I'll, I'll hype it up a little more. <laughs> no, no, no. You're fine. If you're coming to I like me, your I'll... stone cold graphics up. Hell this is yeah. Nice, even though it's a audio podcast. Question one. Where did you grow up and how did that inform your adulthood? Uh, I mainly grew up in a place called Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and it informed my adulthood because most of the time I spent was with my friend watching horror films way before we should have been like eight year olds watching R rated films. So I'm uh, a huge fan of horror and I believe that's why you is who you is. That is. What was who the I first is. horror movie that really stood out? Ooh, uh, I mean, there's a lot of like the, a lot of the vintage ones. Um, like we watched, like you know, somehow we're allowed to watch Night of the Living Dead and stuff like that because it's mm-hmm. if you look at it, you're like, that's not actually uh, visually scary for a child. There's a lot more societal things going yeah. on with it. Um, for me, it was Zombie, which is like. I I lost my shit when I saw a zombie fighting a shark, and it has no reason to be in the movie other than it's just in there. So it's time's up. Oh, I got it. Yeah, not bad, not bad. So far, right. you're okay. I'm gonna get penalized. Question two: What is the must-engage media, the book, the movie, the album that uh, everybody should engage that unlocked your brain to the secrets of the universe? Uh, my favorite of all time is a book called Snow Crash, and it's um, Neil Stephenson is a it's a book that came out I want to say in the early '90s. It's basically if you made a parody of The Matrix before The Matrix was a thing. Mm-hmm. So it's the the main character's name is Hero Protagonist. All right, I, that, that yeah. pretty much gives you the flavor. He's, of, yeah, he's of... a digital hacker. He lives mm-hmm. in a storage locker with a uh, metal band friend. And he's a guy like a shogun for hire type thing. Like he literally, he's a, a half Korean, half black man with samurai swords that his dad stole during World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all about like how uh, using sort of a Matrix style universe, they they can hack the brain essentially. Time's up, buddy. Go read it because there's a lot more stuff going on in there than I could explain in a minute. You had me at hero protagonist. Yeah, that's great. Question number three. What is the greatest source of joy in your life? Uh, besides my wife, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's uh, one wrestling for wrestling because it's just it, it's a creative outlet that I have that uh, 
honestly allows me to do any dumb thing that comes to my mind and I get like a team of people behind me going, yeah, that is stupid. Let's do that. Yep. And I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I, um, I get to edit it. I get to create weird costumes. I, I, any, any level of the creative, creative process I want, I can take over. And it's, it's uh, very freeing and it just allows me to like actually unwind from normal jobs that I sometimes find just terrible. You are the record holder for W's Enjoy. You listed Wife and Wrestling Pro Wrestling, which is three W's. Wow. Two more. <laughs> You're killing it, buddy. I'm the W King. Next question. You feeling okay? You freaking out? No, I think it's fine. I'm fine. Question four. What gets under your skin? Oh, um... I think it's generally, like, intolerance. Mm. And, um... Twitter. Like, (laughs) I understand social media and I understand the reasons it exists Mm -hmm. and the reasons to use it and the reasons marketing and all this stuff, but I find, like... Uh, I mean, I come from years of internet usage, so like old Usenet and stuff, where like you're under you're under a random name and you can say whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Twitter still has that level of like I can just go find you and post the most hateful, weird thing, and the best you can do is block me. But you've yep. already, like you've already got it in someone's head, so it's like as soon as you read it, you're like, oh, it's in there. I can't erase this. I just know I don't want to deal with it anymore. So like I think Twitter and that type of general like attitude is what gets under my skin the most twitter and intolerance really do run hand in hand don't yeah. they it's a sweet sweet site for that question number five uh advice 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 what is the best advice that you've received in your life and what do you want to put out into the universe uh from a creative perspective it was um just don't stop creating it's uh and also i think Some of the best advice I got was from a writing um, instructor, uh, teacher from uh, college and high school. Both they both gave me similar ideas of. um, I think it came from Stephen King. Actually, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna credit to my teachers, but I think it comes from Stephen King. Is just just do it, like just write. Like even if you're not inspired to make something, if you're not inspired to do something that day, kind of treat it like a job, but also like sometimes just bleh, you know, just throwing out randomness is like. I think that's what why I like wrestling. Pro wrestling is I we may, we never make this character, but we made a joke where it's called Yakety Shack. All right, it's on brand. Yeah, and we just I just drew it out, and I was like, "This is great." We might never make him though. You completed successfully with flying colors five and five. Do you want the celebration music or not? Absolutely. The end. That's All right, it. DJ Khaled. Uh, let's ease off the throttle a little bit. What I'd like to do, we're, this this conversation is going to weave through pretty much, I think, everything you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'd like to do is frame it primarily through the lens of wrestling, pro wrestling, and for our listeners keeping score at home, would you please explain to them what wrestling, pro wrestling is, kind of the elevator pitch, so they have some idea what we're talking about. Uh, wrestling, pro wrestling is a pro wrestling show. Okay, well, like, we don't need to do it like this. <laughs> It's uh, you know it's yeah. it is a little different than yeah. just your average it's, pro wrestling shows. You, I think you it's don't need standard. to talk down to me All like right. that. It's it's basically if you took if you took the eighties WWF back when they were the WWF mm-hmm. with guys that are like accountants or plumbers or or a repo man. So they have these weird side jobs and they have a universe. They're living in a universe where they their secondary job is wrestling. 
And you combine that with the Muppet Show, like literally yep. monsters and weird foam-headed creatures and a Loch Ness monster and Sasquatch. And then you live in that world. So like the guy who runs the company is an old rich man called Uncle Gary Tickles, mm-hmm. who uh, created his own monster when the Sasquatch he uh, was best friends with left him. Uh, that type of storytelling. And that's like... the Wait, and it, Tickles was in love with Sam Squatch? There, there, there. It was his monster. He found the Sasquatch originally, and but was I, it a romantic thing? Uh, we don't. We haven't gone into that. I guess. Okay, so there's, there's still room there's, to there's, explore. There's, there's, there's contention on how much Gary loves Sasquatch, but Sasquatch said she uh, she loves. It's a female. Yes. Sam loves Gary on an episode where it was revealed that the Tickles monster that had been fighting for Gary had actually been Sasquatch underneath a Tickles monster costume. Uh, the it, visual of it is amazing. I think it it's makes one more of the, sense if you're there. Yeah. The most, one of the ads is a really big part of wrestling for wrestling is it is a visual medium because yes. then there's also a deep history of stupid things that we've done. Uh, we're currently running a story to uh, storyline that is uh, King Desi mm-hmm. and his twin brother, sexy Chino who is obviously much older than him. Um, who, Wait, that's his twin brother? Yes. Did not pick up on that nuance. Oh, yeah. The so, there, so, yeah, this is what, like, there's little, we'll drop little nuggets of uh, in knowledge into the show where what happened was... Can you do me a favor and send photos of these characters so for the video version I can have yeah, yeah. images coming up? Because it, it is such a visual thing, like, to just say you King can, Desi I, and I, Sexy I, can, I, can, I will give you access to just take video clips if you want, like... You know what? I, I would have loved to have gotten... Really stunning portraits of all your fighters last we'll Friday, we'll but um, you know, maybe if you could get your decimators in order, son. Sure. You started contention. I didn't want it to be like this, but when I asked you to explain, <laughs> remember the, show, the things that get under my skin. Yeah. Oh, you want me to tweet this at you? Instead? Yeah, yeah. Tweet okay, it we at can me. do it off tweet the air. It tweet, tweet, anyway, tweet your dislike for what I do. I love what you do. <laughs> I wouldn't be there if I didn't. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's, also, the explanation I was going for was that, like, that thing is the storyline has been going for like four years. Is Chino uh, dances? King Desi hates that. Turns out that King Desi actually mailed sexy Chino away so he could become the king of Monrovia, mm-hmm. which means that sexy Chino is actually the king. They had a f- match. Chino lost, so he's just mini Chino. He's just hanging out with his brother now. And we've recently just had uh, Chino decide, you know what? He wants to be sexy again. He wants to dance. So he came back as sexy Chino, and he he had his uh, match just this last show against his brother, where he had his brother get frying panned, which is yet another step into more levels of abstraction. Yes, yes, yes. which is uh, our frying pan matches. Look, I didn't want to be the one to tell you this, but I'm pretty sure King Desi put a bicycle helmet on his head and didn't get frying pan. I don't think so. I think he looked, he sounded like he actually got hit. So I I think he's fine. I think he's he's lost his memory. No, no, I'm pretty sure he he put a wig on a bike. I could be wrong. Could yeah, we'll, be we'll totally find, wrong. I think we'll ch- I think we'll find out next next month. It's like uh, or the, the end of this month technically. The, okay. Because when is the next one? Just so I can mark it on the calendar. Uh, what is last Friday, June 28th, I believe. Because nothing is nobody who turns on a podcast does so <laughs> with the expectation that they won't hear people put things in their calendar. 28th, yes. yes. Okay. Just sitting there tapping in. Um, yep. 28th, I believe. And it is... Uh, at the, the Moose, Li- Moose Lodge Bur- in Burbank? Yep. The what Burbank time? 8 o'clock doors? 8 o'clock doors, 8.30. Uh, the show should start. We try to start on time. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a ragtag group of whatevers. So when it goes, it goes. But we, yeah, we generally try to hit 8.30. 
uh, to our shows. Uh, the last show we just had was called The Adventure Continues, and of course, this show coming up is called The Adventure Begins. Love it. Yeah. Um, another thing, another thing you didn't mention about the framing of of what a wrestling pro wrestling is is like also back in the eighties, wrestlers had superpowers. Like now, wrestlers are just mm. people. Mostly, they're people. But back in the eighties, there was like. Like the Undertaker is very much of the 80s. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that kind of like supernatural. The only one still, like, this, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, they kind of like the current product. They still kind of give Bray Wyatt powers. It just it doesn't work within the context of what the comp like WWE's yeah. like, uh, universe allows anymore. The Undertaker is more just an old guy that shows up and they have lightning strikes and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. I remember him being creepy. But yes, yeah, you had but guys like I mean, Ultimate what, Warrior and stuff where like. In wrestling, for wrestling, fuel in his blood. there is, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's room for that kind of like superhuman magic power. I mean, yeah, well, we had a shitty Superman for several uh, shows until he got frying panned. Yeah. So, no, see, he actually got frying panned. He, I, that one I saw. Yeah, yeah. I'm so just, did, so did, uh, uh, mean, uh, King Desi, King Desi did get frying pan. Jeff, the frying pan man hit him with a frying pan. He did get frying pan. Uh, I was going to say that Roxanne was hit and then it was uh, revealed that she returned as mean Janine. Excellent. Which is strange because usually the frying pan, the frying pan, the context of it is that when you get hit, you, um, in wrestling terms, you lose your gimmick. You lose the character you are. You become mm -hmm. a blank slate. You're no longer whatever character you were. Uh, that means that you can come back as a whatever we whatever happens next, which again, yeah. freeing to me because I can just be like, oh, you know what? You're coming back as this. Yeah. Uh, randomly, uh, when Roxanne was frying panned after the power of love between Rubber Baby and Leather Daddy uh, made her quit her uh, I quit frying pan match, she was struck and came back as Mean Janine. Mm -hmm. And which is weird because she was already Mean Janine before she was turned into Roxanne on a previous frying pan. So it's uh, we're learning new things about Jeff the frying pan man's yeah, yeah, magical yeah. The, frying the pan. The frying here. pan has it has, has, it has layers to it. Yeah, it's doing some stuff that maybe um, you know the fan base in season five or something is really not going to like. But we're right now we're learning. That's about it. Um, I don't know. I'm not trying to inject myself in the writers' room, but m maybe he has more than one frying pan. He might, or he might be. He might have ulterior motives. I guess you just have to be at the Moose Lodge in Burbank yeah. on the 28th yeah. to find out what's going on. Yeah, Jeff the Frying Pan Man just works for Scramblers Inc. What are they doing? Like, why do they have magic frying pan men sent out, you know? Nice little tease there on the men. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's oh, yeah. There's a, there's a whole... There's layers that uh, of the onion that I'm sure no one will ever see until we find out, like, until we get, like, some money to make a comic book or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <then laughs> the expanded universe. Yeah, there's a, well, the one of the jokes that uh, myself and uh, Derek Smith and Brian Kendrick, the other two guys that we uh, kind of all run the show, is mm -hmm. um, we call him Tony Jeff the Frying Pan Man because he's, our fr he's our, my friend Tony playing mm -hmm. Jeff the Frying Pan Man, and the joke is that Jeff the Frying Pan Man is the job title. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. So yes, it yes. sounds really strange when people hear it. They're like, wait, did, is it, what's his name? Tony Jeff or Tony? Or is, what's his name? And it's like, oh, no, he's Tony, but he's hired as his Jeff job the is Jeff pen. the Frying Pan. Yeah. Can we back up a little bit? Because um, I feel like we are deep, deep in the weeds of mythology. How did this project get started? Like, how, how much, how did it get started? And when you're at the beginning of this complex universe of mayhem, how much of it is like, let's just try shit and see what works and how much of it is like, we got to work towards this whole universe of King Desi and Jeff, the frying pan man. And, um, well, I, 
I came on to wrestling for wrestling after it had already uh, sort of been formed. Okay. So the basic. Uh, How I, long ago was that? Whew, uh, we started doing stuff for real probably four years ago, maybe. Okay. And you break your seasons down by year? No, I'm or? just I'm just going by that. Well, I can get into context of what happened. There's kind of a, some strange stuff that happened. We actually haven't been really running that long. We okay. we had a big break. Um. You can just remind me later after I get through the other part uh, mm-hmm. about machinima. Machinima. Yeah. So going back, though, what happened was uh, Brian Kendrick of the WWE, mm-hmm. uh, he has a wrestling school in Southgate, and he trains guys. And part of training pe- wrestlers is not just learning the moves. It's to get in front of an audience and learn that stage fright's real. And you still, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff you got to learn. It'll blindside. You can practice for weeks and the second you step out, like when the adrenaline yep. hits, you don't know what, like you don't, you have to learn how to respond yeah. to that. And on top of that, you're doing what I like to call like professional wrestling is improv stunt theater. Yep. Because you, you're not like, people are like, oh yeah, it's, it's fixed. It's like, yes, they're telling you a story in the ring. But a lot of the time it's like five minutes. Uh, I don't like, I, I can, I can't remember five minutes of dialogue, you know, like I can't, yeah. my brain can't remember that. These guys have to remember that, okay, he's going to hit me in the turnbuckle and I'm getting really hit by something. I'm taking punishment yep, on my yep, body. Yep, yep. And then I have to remember to jump over the ropes and do this and that. And like, and there is really only so much you can like, you can practice a backflip flip off of a turnbuckle oh. onto a Sasquatch. Like, yeah, well, it's also like, the it's variables also, are just infinity at that point. Well, it's also on top of that is just uh, endurance too. It's like some guys can be like, Oh man, I can do a, a 540 or whatever. I can do like the, you know, a moonsault. No problem. Can you do it after Five, 20 yeah, minutes of 20 minutes of running around, chasing people, jumping yeah. stuff and like, yeah. And then it's like, that's when yeah. accidents happen, but it's like, that's a, a part of it. But the um, idea was that to, get his students ready for regular wrestling shows. You, mm-hmm. you cut promos, you learn how to be a character, you learn how to do stuff. So he would he would do promos and he just to say like wrestling, pro wrestling. Hey, we got, you know, shitty Superman yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. He had a box of props that would like guys would put a hat on and I'm like, I'm Cowboy Ron. All right, well, what is Cowboy Ron about? Yeah, Tell me yeah. what he is. And then go out and do like shows in the same area in Southgate for you know, 10 people. So you know, these were meant to be kind of like disposable. And this exercise is the his character is going to disappear was, soon. He, well, no, it's more like just you, you find something that sticks and then you can work it. And then, you know, he came up with a frying pan idea because then you can get rid of that. Cause Oh, you, you think you're good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's see, yeah. Yeah. See What's your next gimmick? Yeah. What it, yeah. 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 Um, so then he was doing that. And then Derek, uh, who wrestles as serial man, he went to the class. He paid for it. He went, he went and, um, Brian at the time was thinking of doing a children's show, uh, like a Sid and Marty Croft style show. Yeah. So it was like this, like, uh, you're I'm, not that far from it. Like, yeah, no, no, you can, you can smell the DNA. Yeah, it's still. a lot of it's in there because like, uh, like even for the Sasquatch, Nessie, uh, rubber baby, leather daddy were all characters from that idea pitch. Yeah. Uh, where it's like this puppet kid. He, he like, like his dream world, like his Nemo world mm-hmm. is like all of his toys come to life and they're all wrestling toys. Yep. 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 So we were, we, uh, why does he have a rubber baby and leather daddy? They toy? were just going to be human heads. They're just like <laughs> okay. weird monster human heads. They evolved into perverts. Like that was okay. a, they got, yeah. So like there's a DNA there, but they went yeah. off into yeah, 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 S&M. Yeah, it takes a life of its own. Um, yeah, and they are. Uh, are they a, are they a romantic couple or yes. a father and child? Okay, no, no, it's it's like two, two 
two, two adults. Two. One guy who likes to be a baby, one guy who likes to be a little yeah, baby. Okay, That's okay. it. Like, it's it's two perverts, and they're just in love. And again, we just had Roxanne try to split them up, and love Roxanne. conquers all, man. Yep. Love conquers all. And, you know, Leather Daddy just likes to get it on with everybody. So, uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, so, like, the, the, the original idea was that. It was going to be, we were making kids, and Derek and I had been friends, so we were like, Brian was trying to figure out how to make these things. He didn't know how to make them. He just had yeah. the idea. And then we met uh, Hunter Jackson, who is techno destructo from Guar, and he, he okay because I the the word Guar was echoing around in the back of my head. Yeah. The costumes are very large yeah, stage we, show we, costumes. We learned I like I've done special effects my whole life. Like I like I was the weird kid in middle school who'd go to Halloween like day of Halloween and school with yeah. my own makeup and stuff on. Yeah. 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 And like, like everyone's like, everyone's with power ranger masks and stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm no. a, my face is melting off. That's who I am. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I know how to do that stuff, but that stuff doesn't last. It does like you, you put a guy in a wrestling ring in a normal, like latex appliance and just rips. It's gone. Yep. Yep. No, that was the, Kane had yeah. his big reveal, like he got all made up before the match with his yeah. mask on, and then he fought and fought and fought for a half an hour. Yeah. And when he took the mask off, it was just like a couple little drips of makeup yeah, rolling yeah. down. It, it, it totally it's just blank. And then they just decided that he didn't have burn damage anymore or whatever yeah. it was. They were just like, yeah, this didn't work. Yeah, so like that. It's like, and also yeah, back then they didn't even have a lot of the same processes and, and access to information. So when we were working with Hunter initially just on this kid's show mm-hmm. and we were building like rubber baby leather daddy's heads and the original, original version of Sasquatch. We never got to Nessie when we were working with him. And then Nessie's a complicated build, isn't it? She's on her or he, we haven't actually sexed her, it, they, mm-hmm. uh, Nessie is on the fourth build right now. We're still kind of working on it. Cause like it originally was a two man horse co- costume. That was Nessie the original. Yep. Got killed by the greatest hunters in the world, which is also a storyline from the, the original kids show idea. It was that Sam was going to get, a Sasquatch was getting chased by the greatest hunters, which are going to be Rubber Baby Leather Daddy. And uh, Nessie comes in for the save. Mm-hmm. So we did a little bit of that in the wrestling show. Nessie gets killed because the costume was just complex and weird and did not look good. And I was like, nope, we're not doing this. So then we rebuilt her from like, we cut her head off, sliced it down, uh, added a big butt tail and it became mm-hmm. a one man costume and that's Nessie Jr. Okay, okay. And that costume has also gone through about three different changes because um, we store everything in my garage and anything that's too big like Chow Mein Charlie, yeah. we literally have conversations of do we bring Charlie or not because he won't fit in cars. Like he has to get like jammed Chow in. Chow Mein some- Charlie, for those keeping score at home, is a giant takeout box of Chinese food. Yep. And, he, and for his, uh, his restaurant is called General Sosos. Yes. Yeah, I've got photos of that one. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm like as we're talking, I'm trying to do the mental math on how we are going to communicate what all of this is to yeah. our audience who is only listening on podcast because it is. Yeah, it's a very visual show, so yeah. it's hard to explain. Like Sas- Sasquatch looks like kind of what you'd expect. It's kind of like a Harry and the Hendersons. Yep, and yep, yep. Nessie is a, like a big purple dinosaur, so, yeah. but not like not, not like, a, like Barney at all. Not like a Barney. Yeah, but like a Nessie with like the actual long fin tails yep, and yep, stuff. Yep, like yep, yep. like if you put it in water, it would look like you know a Nessie would look. Um, and has big goofy monster teeth and stuff. Um, but yeah, we worked with him for a while, uh, Hunter Jackson. And then, um, so this is getting into, uh, I started just suggesting to Brian, like once we have these costumes, you have this student show, Mm -hmm. just start like testing them, like start working them, like put them in the show. We'll like, the uh, rubber baby leather daddy didn't have any real character name at the time, but we just like, all right, put these two freaks in the show yeah, and see yeah. what happens. And like, we like, uh, started building that. And then at this is, so this is when, uh, leading into, 
uh, company Machinima, which I believe now is just gutted. I'm not really sure if they fully exist anymore. Uh, they approached us because um, something that we've heard several times, even from like Twitch, is that uh, the metrics, you know, like internet metrics is when they like follow you around yeah, a little bit with yeah. cookies. Uh, they were looking at all this stuff where like, oh, we're video games. Everybody, all these kids love video games. The only thing they're leaving our channels for or moving away from our, our, our platform is to find pro wrestling. So mm-hmm. the Machinima approach us, we're like, well, we don't have, we have like guys that cover wrestling, but we don't have a show and we'd love to just put a show on. So then they're yeah. always there. And then we're like, cool. So we put in this huge warehouse show in uh, Chinatown. I think we drew like 300, it was free. So we brought like, there were like 300 people. Um, we had flamethrowers at the entrance that they made us turn off because it was a fire hazard. Um <laughs> squares yeah losers uh but yeah we had a huge show there um it was massive success and then machinima uh we became machinima's first ever wrestling pilot and their most expensive pilot ever Mm -hmm. uh we signed a deal because we were planning to actually promote the show and then travel with it and then I'm trying to think, is it Warner Brothers? I think it was Warner Brothers already had a stake in them and then they bought them completely out after Mm -hmm. we finished the pilot and when they bought them out, they gutted a lot of the divisions, which meant ours, our pilot got shelved, but we were still stuck in a developmental contract, which um, for people who don't know what that is, it means that you can't go do your show you own Yep, because another company pay, put money into it until X days have passed. So we were stuck for, I want to say 18 months, something weird, but like we'd been developing. And you before. couldn't change the name. You couldn't do any wrestling. We could, shows. we could have like done, you, you we could have done, we, we had a joke and we might still run it at some point as a pro wrestling pro. Yep. 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 Um, as like a, like fuck it. Um, but no, we, we talked about it and they, they also, a couple of the people that were at machinima still were like, no, we're trying to get it. We're trying like, you know, yeah, trying, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're trying to talk. I'm to not, f- you know, they're not, they're not, I'm not saying these people were lying to us, but they also didn't have any control over it. Well, so when a company buys another company, they're not they're like, well, they just the uh, developmental contracts. They, yeah. they take the concept and they're like, uh, if it's become successful, we all make money, but yeah. you can't go and immediately take it to another person. It's a, yeah, it's a yeah, legal yeah. thing. It makes sense. But. And also like the, 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 People higher up on the food chain, like they have to sign off on everything. And when yeah. somebody comes in with a portfolio with Leather Baby and Rubber Baby, leather, leather rubber, ba- rubber Baby and Leather Daddy, like it's one of the easier things for the VP to be like, "Yeah, we're not doing." Well, I don't even know. I don't know if it got over that high. Is not, that but I'm, whoever I'm it is, like that's an yeah. easy no for whoever's uh, trying I, to I save so. money. Have you ever looked at old Machinima videos? They they they're college humor stuff. They're mm-hmm. like very fart jokes and stuff. I think that's also why they came to us in the first place because we're not a normal wrestling show. We're Comedy completely. Have you completely. ever done a big fart joke? I'm trying to uh, think. None of the shows I went to were. Rubber Baby has. Uh, well, we've gotten in trouble because Rubber Baby has thrown a poop-filled diaper on stuff. Okay, um, it's not real poop, guys. It's but it's a. Uh, uh, we've gotten. We literally had a note about that from Twitch because when. Okay, so what happened oh, was because it's too, what too grotesque. Was, no, it's something dumb. It's like body fluids. It's some really dumb listing of like okay. notes that we got, and then we, and then it's funny because like. They have a Twitch has a ton of stuff on of wrestling like uh, AAA and uh, 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 Impact is on there and stuff and there's like but they bleed you know I'm like that's body fluids guys come on um, but then we had um so we had this developmental deal and we kind of like stalled and uh, during the stall we went and redeveloped like um, a couple different characters uh, that's actually the first we started just building some new stuff. And knowing we had like this countdown, so what we developed is I started just uh, 
personally researching how to like live stream and capture stuff. Yeah, just yeah. Because I, I hadn't really done it before then. And well, it's kind of sometimes it's not that bad to have the brakes put on so you can. Yeah, it's you a can bummer. Actually, like it's a bummer, but mm. you can also focus on those back burner things that you've been yeah. wanting to get to. Yeah, but couldn't because you're building the, you know, Chow Mein Charlie or whatever. Like, oh that, yeah, it's, like, it's a right, time right vampire. Now it's, right now, it's 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 actually kind of a nightmare sometimes when we have like, I mean, these these are pretty solid costumes, but they they break down. Yeah, you know, yeah, Nessie, yeah, Nessie's lost a fin. There, you can go back. I think like two or three shows ago, and she's wrestling without one of her fins because it just tore, it didn't even tear off during a match. It tore off because we were like trying to get it through a doorway or something. So you have to say so you have to make a new character, and you're also repairing your old characters, and it becomes like a, a stall out essentially of of time. Do you guys ever? Um, are you ever a showcase for the students who were in the class that started, or not? Yeah. Not, but for new students, like do new oh, yeah, students yeah. get to try there's out always, their stuff? Yeah, there's always new guys. Um, trying to think uh and then like we get it's a mix of stuff as we get we get students who get kind of the okay from brian because he's still training them yeah and then we get guys that are like uh local talent but they they come to brian's class something they show commitment to the show mm-hmm. so it is a mix of those i mean king desi's been he's been there since the beginning that guy's like the og of most yeah, of our students yeah. so he's yeah he's um guys like that uh sexy chino's not one of his students but he shows he's a he's been at our sh- all of our shows mm-hmm. um and the thing is that that's part of the, like, the idea is that a lot of these guys can go and do like more serious wrestling like uh tyler bateman and eric watts and eli everfly who we have on a couple times like these guys go off and do all sorts of, like serious stuff even like fidel bravo he's been on they've been on wwe product yeah yeah um so it's a, it's a mix, but we still do like, if you wanted to get in the show, one of the things we do is like manager or wrestler, anybody who gets inside the ring, you got to at least show up to Brian's class to show commitment, to show that you know what yep. you're doing. Cause you can't, yep. you can't oh, take yeah, a word, yeah, you can't yeah, take yeah. a word for it. And, and wrestling has like, uh, there's no real resume check on it. Like, yeah, you could be like, no, I was trained by William Regal and blah, blah, blah. And like, I guess, I mean, I could, ask, if I knew him, I could ask him, but I don't, I can't check on this. Yeah. There's a famous ECW uh, thing about that. That's terrifying if anyone wanted to look up mass transit all right um that's the famous one of a guy i think he's like 15 year old kid who lied about being like 20 and how he was trained and stuff and then new jack just almost murdered him i'll look it up yeah it's fun i gotta can i ask you a production question yeah i've been there before the shows and i part of this question is um how how typical this is for wrestling shows but before the show the hour before the show everyone who's playing is setting up the ring is setting up snacks is like everybody's a participant in every stage of the production Mm -hmm. is that and and everybody says hello and good morning to everybody and she got a handshake handshakes is that is that typical across the world of wrestling or is this a culture that you're building uh um, no i think it's 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 a it's across it's across all wrestling for one it's um not to diminish it but it is a carny thing it's like it's a the handshake the the, the agreement that i'm here i'm you mm-hmm. know I'm, I'm 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 paying my dues is another expression for it like you you are a trainee you're not on the show yet you better know how to put up the ring you know better yeah. know how to be able to set this stuff up you better know how to help out this stuff like it's a part of the, it is a part of the culture. Like I just watched, um, I was just, I flew back from Dallas recently and I was watching, um, a Japanese movie called ringside story where a woman ends up getting, uh, her, her out of work actor boyfriend lies and gets her a job at wrestle one, mm-hmm. which is a company in Japan run by the great Muda 
It's, uh, it's, and it's real. They actually show you the guys doing this. Like even the Japanese guys, they carry the merch. They take all the flyers and they go yeah. out. And they, these guys go to like hostess clubs and sell tickets to the drunk dudes at the hostess clubs and stuff. And it's just part of the, they're the wrestlers. Yeah. They should be probably focusing just on the wrestling, but it's, it's a communal family th- world. Cause a lot of the, well, you spend so much time just around people and you want the company to succeed yeah. cause they pay yeah. you, you know? So like you end up taking up side hustles of, of what the jobs need. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's get, all over the place. Yeah. To get them butts in the seats. It's important, man. It's hard sometimes. It's really hard. How, how, what is, what is, how are you guys handling promotion? Like, what are, what are your strategies for getting the word out? Uh, a lot of social media stuff. We do, um, we do flyer the area of Burbank sometimes. Okay. Um, and word of mouth just really, cause again, we're, we're weird. We're like we're a weird show. So if, if, if you're a wrestling fan, but you don't really care about standard wrestling or like the modern wrestling, we're not that. We're not, generally speaking, we're not, like, we still have wrestling matches. But yeah, you like, still have, like, two or three really athletic matches yeah, in any yeah. two-hour show. Like, you do deliver on that as yeah. well as the, the We jokes. have to have real wrestling inside the wrestling show, not just jokes, because it's, it's also a way to pace it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, we didn't, uh, but yeah, like, for, s- for social outreach, we, um, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and, um... I don't think we have to, like we do. Yeah, we do flyers and stuff. And then we have a, a Alex Steen who does all of our posters are, are always amazing. So it's like it's great when we can just like show that off on social media. Like check out, yeah. check out this weird. Like what is this image? Because most like if you look up indie wrestling, ninety nine percent of the time it's just a bunch of like guys trying to flex and like cut like at the waist and like photoshopped all together. Yep, 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 and like yep, yep, you're yep. trying to figure. I don't know who you are. And then, like I guess the main event guys are the bigger heads up front or something. It's always almost it's almost always the same like that. So we try to differentiate where you look at it and you think, well, this is a is this a comic book or what is it? Is it a movie? Yeah. Like what am I looking at? And then you're like, oh, it's a wrestling show. Well, all right, now I'm more interested because we don't look like a normal indie show. We did one, we did do one of those as a joke, and it looks so weird to have like a Sasquatch and a Loch Ness monster yeah, like, yeah, mixed yeah, in yeah, there. And you're yeah. like, you just you don't notice it until you like look at all the images. But do you do headliners or? No, I mean, we, is it just kind of like you're coming for the soup? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a it's we're making a stew. We're like yeah. like it's it's our our. I mean, we we have a mid card title. Like the championship is uh, the Wrestle Turkey Championship, and then there's a mid card title, and we've <laughs> we've like discussed it as like the championship is like the big storyline one, mm-hmm. not necessarily the wrestling one. The mid card title is the guys at work, the guys that come in and do like. You know, you saw it like Darwin and Tyler and um, Eric Watts, and then they kicked the shit out of uh, Kid Isaac right in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That type of show. That's the that's the mid card title. So it's it's. Um, we also have the tag champions, I guess, right now. But yeah, we don't. Uh, we're not. It's not. We're not trying to say like the best wrestler has our main belt because Ricotta Flair is Ricotta Flair. He's just a he's a heel. He's a bad guy. He he should have that belt because everyone should want to beat him up. It's not a. It's not a, he's the best wrestler. No, 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 like, no, no. He's like a mid-card title is our, our oh, that guy's a, a, a good wrestler. Do you ever worry that you've got too many people in the ring for those tag team matches? Yeah, that was a, that was an insane one. That what was a bit it, too much. How many did we have last time? Was that more than 10 or was it? 
Let's see. We had uh, D Evil Enterprises. That's uh, the two. You had Two well, Man D Gang, Evil which is technically comes one. with like that 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 number of people fluctuates. There could be five people yeah. with the Evil. Well, it was it was a nine hundred two one hobo mm-hmm. and uh, Jervis or Purvis Rotten Belly. Yes. Uh, and then Sasquatch just outed because he because she just beat up Nessie because she's evil now. That's a storyline going on. And then uh, we had. Serial Man and Pop-Tart Boy, Unga Bunga and Marbles, and the Caution from Hood Slam, who come down and visit us and uh, used to invade us, and now they're just, I guess, friendly invading us. Um, Who else did you have? There were so We had Two Man Gang, which is technically one wrestler. This has been an argument of what it is, but Two Man Gang is is a a conjoined human, uh, two men, essentially, sized. Yes. Single wrestler, I guess, who can wrestle as a tag team, supposedly. Uh, Serial Man, Pop-Tart Boy, um, Rubber Baby Leather Daddy were in that match. Mm -hmm. I think that's it. I think that was, what is that, like 12? How many Serial Man costumes are there? Uh, Currently, I believe we went through this. There's actually a new shirt we're coming out with, The Faces of Serial. It has, I think, five. I think he's got OG. Um, Actually, there's been two other ones that don't exist anymore. There's like the original, original, which is this huge... Um, Derek built it before he really met uh, Hunter Jackson, so it's this humongous like box that, yeah. that came off, and they had a normal mask, a uh, luchador mask underneath. And then he had another one that uh, was like the uh, what's the rooster from? Is that the not Special K? What is that? Um, oh, 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 oh! You know oh. what I'm talking about? The Kellogg's, yeah. the Kellogg's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. rooster. He had a rooster costume that also went away because we gave it to a different guy and. He's gone now. Uh, but the, there's the OG face, just the regular redhead, red box. There's Tony the Tiger. Yep. There is Mecha Serial Man. I don't know that I've seen that one. He's He's been around. He just went out. He, Derek traveled with that one. He took it to Arizona, I believe. Um, the Mecha Serial Man has shown up. He also, uh, outside of the universe of the show, uh, we repurposed it to make uh, Officer Robot Cop. I was going to ask if, if mostly there's the, Most of the same pieces, like a lot of the same. It was a robot, and they're not going to build a giant secondary yeah, robot. Yeah. Um, then he has Count Chocula, Serial Man, comes out at Halloween for our okay. Creepy Crawlers, Beefy Brawlers show. I haven't seen that one, and I'm looking forward to it. it was, we should, you should go back and watch the last year's one, because mm-hmm. we did a great opening where he transforms and scares off the trick-or-treaters, which are also our costume characters inside of secondary costumes. I thought that was great. Yes. Um, and then, uh, I was trying to think, he's got, oh, and he's got uh, Hollywood Serial Man, which is like the old... Hulk Hogan when he was in the NWO, so he's got the mm-hmm. mustache that comes okay, down yep, with yep, like yep, the yep, black yep. beard for some reason. That's the five main five of him. Uh, I don't think he's building any new ones recently, but that's the five faces of cereal. Who else does Derek play? Because here's the Ooh, thing: is, that's like that's like a oh, random, sorry. randomly. I mean, you know, we can go into it, but I'm just like it's it's random the, per show. Like, okay, I didn't know if that was like behind the curtain. That no, was too much. What are you doing, brother? It's it's that I here's the thing is I show up to the shows I shoot the shows I have no idea who's who because they're all wearing like wacky ass costumes oh, yeah, so I really I just don't know who's who yeah yeah and they know me like I was up in the, the oh, you're famous man the back room what do you call that the locker room the locker room yeah. that's the word see that's how deep into sports I am locker rooms what is that um and people were recognizing me. And I know that I've worked with them time and again, but yeah. I had no idea who they were because they come out as... Well, I'll give you another thing that's kind of is kind of funny about um, wrestling in the world is like you'll you'll meet them and they'll introduce themselves mm-hmm. and then you'll hear a different name and they'll turn and walk off and you're like, oh, that's not... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone has half a they dozen have the, names. Some, sometimes, well, sometimes they have uh, the stage name. Sometimes they go by it. Um, 
Brian's uh, assistant coach and one of our mini, he plays a ton of the characters, uh, is a guy named Brandon, but he goes by Sasha because he used to do, uh, Derevko used to do a Russian character. So like he okay. just, people say Sasha, that's like, that's a guy. And like, yeah, yeah, but he's yeah. also like, you say Brandon, he'll turn around and be like, hey, what's going on? So uh, he is, uh, let's put how to put this, similar build to Derek. So they mm-hmm. kind of like trade off on the bigger characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's even played Serial Man when Derek had to play a different character. Yep. So they've done that flip. Um, Derek does, I mean, that's the thing is we build, mostly build the characters in my garage around Derek because he's the only wrestler that always shows up yeah, to build yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so like Derek is Sasquatch. Derek has been uh, Chow Main Charlie. I think, he, I think he was George Washington Carver's monster on the last show. I, I wasn't paying attention too much. He's always at least one of the Formage horsemen. He's got, usually he's Parm. He's one of the horsemen. Usually he's Parm okay. Anderson. He's usually Parm Anderson. And then, and then Sasha is um, not Tully. He's a uh, uh, Gorgonzoli sometimes. Mm-hmm. And again, they're both similar build. They both kind of switch off. Uh, Cause also uh previous show, I know he was doing uh, George Washington Carver's monster for us. Which one is that? Is that the big peanut? peanut. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. Giant, yes. It's a, a George Washington Carver's monster is a giant Mr. Peanut with a resident evil growth. Super yeah. Like arm. a mutant peanut man. Yeah. And it's, and he has a, f- and his top hat flips open to expose his brain and the bolts that brought him to life that are in the top hat turn into nunchucks. Yes. That's the best way I can describe it. You have to see him. He actually brought the nunchucks out at the last show yep, against John and Charlie. Happened. Yeah. So it's, it's one of my favorite costumes I've ever built because it was, it doesn't make any sense. But it does. You know what I was saying? Like I, I pitched the joke to like Derek and Derek's like, that's stupid. And I was like, great. And then I pitched to Brian and Brian went, that's great. I don't know what you're referencing. And I'm like, I'm not referencing anything. Yeah. I'm just making, I'm making, it's, I'm making the joke of, it's not Frankenstein, it's Frankenstein's monster. And I'm like, well, it's not George Washington Carver, it's George Washington Carver's monster. And I'm like, what the hell would that be? A giant peanut, a giant yeah, peanut man. Of course. So of, of course, course, yeah. But yeah, so like they, they uh, yeah, Derek plays uh, also two-man gang, which is also mm-hmm. funny because Sasha was two-man gang at the last show because Derek was in the ring as Serial Man, which is weird because two-man gang is not a face covering costume. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, and then uh, Phil, who plays the other, usually plays, uh, usually plays, because they've also switched that out. That's Phil side. Cosby. I, he's up oh, to Oh, no, something. no, no. Oh. Uh, Phil is the, the wrestler who plays the other two men. Oh, okay. Phil okay. Cosby, yes. That bad He's got bad some dude. tricks up his sleeve. Uh, but the other guy in the two-man gang, I was going to say, he comes. He came out in the last show and it made me laugh so hard. Was, he's just like, yeah, we're the, like, I think he says, like, yeah, we're the original. Because he, like, he's standing there yeah. with not the original guy yes, he plays yes, with. And yes. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the, and this is the type of show we run. It's just like, How if you're paying many? attention, you should have, you be, you're in on the joke that we know that that's, <laughs> that's not the right guy. That's my question is, um, like, what the, jo- the kinds of jokes you're talking about here require... Uh, that the audience has been attending for several years oh, consistently. Th- like, like, how many people do you think are getting there's deep the cuts. whole the the whole broad ah, swath of it? Ten people, maybe. Okay. I mean, there's a lot. Actually, there's a lot more people online that follow that stuff. And they oh watch yeah, back. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is the live audience though? That's part of the reason that we build like George Washington Carver's monster. You don't have to give a shit where he came from. Yes. You just see a giant Mr. Peanut with a monster arm come out and start punching people. You're having a good time because it doesn't matter that he like was created in a lab or whatever. Like like uh, yeah. our commentary team, Rivers Langley, created his backstory for him. And we're like, he just started saying stuff. And we're like, that's fine. What kind of stuff has gotten vetoed? Um, 
probably stuff that is a bit too offensive. Like there's a level of it because there's, it's not that it's not that we wouldn't do like the shock humor so much. Is that it's that again you have to have the context of it. Yeah. So if you just walked out or something and you just kind of go, no, like Phil Phil Cosby has been around the show as a joke character uh, before Phil uh, before real Bill Cosby's like court dates and stuff. Yeah, yeah it was like yeah. oh, it's like we're talking about like the joke of that, and it's, it's a little. He's the guy that's on that edge. And yeah, like we've had that's, people that's like about as far up to the we've had him, we've had him come out and people just like nope we're leaving and I'm like well the reason we keep using Phil Cosby is it's a bad guy yeah part of the wrestling is when you have a bad guy they're not supposed you're not supposed to like them that's the point and the Phil Phil Cosby could you explain gets, the, his gimmick so he's basically uh, Bill Cosby if Bill Cosby was a wrestler and he can summon the powers of other wrestlers so he can become stone cold Cosby or Nakamura Cosby. And like, mm-hmm. he'll do a one or two of the moves and fail at it. Cause he's a, uh, the character is terrible. He's a terrible person. He's yeah. bad at it. He continually can't help himself and drugs people and knocks them out uh, to win the matches. Usually, yeah. usually I think like the thing is it's men versus men. So like, there's no, we haven't done anything that's like that, that level of gross sketchiness where it's like, he's just going in the audience. He creeps on the women in the audience, but he doesn't like, yeah, we haven't yeah. made it. We have not done the, the the obvious thing where it's like he goes in the audience and takes away a drug lady or something like that's just that's the like we're trying to get a line on it that yeah he's doing it to he's doing it to be a creep and to win wrestling matches. It's more uh, also he's a bad guy. It's so he should be doing bad things. And like the last show, he he's he's been hiding in the audience of the last couple shows, pretending to be was it AJ Simpson. Mm-hmm. We're gonna make it, you know the juices loose jokes. Um, apple apple juice. Yep, apple okay. juice Simpson. Uh, you know, we'll eventually get that and we'll get the, you know, the white Bronco jokes in there. Cause even WWE did that. The, which they took the white Bronco footage and put it into a wrestling match where I believe is Roddy Piper versus was it gold dust at the time or is he Dustin? But basically they fight outside, jump into a car. That's definitely like a, like a white Bronco yeah. and then they cut to the literal it's, it's in, it's on the network. If people want to look it up on the WWE network. I always really liked Goldust. Oh, I think Goldust is great. I felt like that was a character at the very edge of what could be done. Yeah, I think it's a, that's the type of idea too. Is it's like he was what do you want to say pansexual? Yeah, like, like he was like he would, and then like he was Hollywood, and he was like all the things that supposedly people hate, you know, and, in an industry that is very masculine. It, the yeah, bread and butter is yeah. masculinity. And, and on top of that, if you're looking into it from beyond just the character you see on screen it's dustin rhodes it's dusty rhodes first child it's supposed to be this like legacy guy that's like supposed yeah. to be, he was the natural he was this old cowboy looking dude uh in wcw and he came came over and he's like ooh, like like creepy weird body Literary, guy yep, that yep, came yep. out and came out with like the you know just to like he had a like one of his moves was to kick guys in the crotch and that was actually a move you know, it's not, to, yeah. not, just, not just something he does to, to like cheat, but he's like, no, I'm going to put your legs up and kick you in the balls. So it's like, yeah, that was a weird thing. And also, you know, the feud he had with Jerry Lawler is a famous one where it's like Jerry Lawler is intolerant and you don't, you like, I don't know. Cause they presented Goldust as an interesting character. Cause he was kind of a bad guy. He's like a heel. Yeah. But you know, like at the time, it's such a weird thing. If you look back at a time, he's actually the good guy and he's this intolerant old Southern wrestler is like calling him the F word and stuff. And you're just like, Hmm, I kind of side with gold dust. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. no, but he's the bad guy or whatever. And it's like, Oh, well they flipped it. They like, it's flipped around. Who were your guys growing up? Which were the wrestlers that, that hmm. got you excited? 
Uh, I mean, I kind of like, I faded in and out of it. I always like, you know, I'm an old, uh, uh, older, I watched the Hulk Hogan cartoon. So I like those guys. That existed. Oh yeah. It was a Saturday that morning. Totally it was a big Saturday morning cartoon. Um, I actually have, when I was in Osaka last, uh, mm-hmm. years ago, I, I bought his, uh, Japanese entrance music on vinyl for Hulk Hogan. It's amazing. It's it's a picture disc. Awesome, beautiful. Um, people can look that up online. I it's a great disc. Um, the like that like that era. So like Macho Man and the big guys, obviously like Roddy Piper. I love. Mm-hmm. Like I also loved. They live again. I was watching horror movies, but I shouldn't have been. So I see Roddy Piper in like a John Carpenter film when I'm like you know nine. I'm like this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I, I kind of got out of it for a while and then, you know, mid nineties is when ECW hit. And then I liked a lot of the, the guys that they would bring over there were Japanese and stuff. So like, that's when I learned about most of the Japanese wrestling stuff. Uh, deathmatch stuff was a little while. And I, I think that's why I connected. Did you get into that? Were you a yeah, fan I mean, of deathmatch like, or not really? I kind of, it's just fascinating to watch like Terry Funk and Mick Foley go at it. Cause after, after ECW was big, I was into, into the attitude. I was into the attitude era. I loved all that weird mm-hmm. stuff and learning about Mick Foley through like his book and stuff when you read it and all these weird like C4 matches they had in Japan. It's just like, Oh why? What's what a C4 doing? match? Uh, so they put explosives on. Okay. I was, that's what I literally, it's not, not real C4, but it's like packaged little, you know, uh, Tokusats explosions, yeah. you know, like from Power Rangers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Tokusats is a type of Japanese show for like action, adventure, Power mm-hmm. Ranger stuff, just for the listeners. For those keeping score at home. Yeah, the, some, something else I absolutely love, and there's a reason that wrestling pro wrestling exists as it does, because I love making weird monsters like that. The C4 matches were just, yeah, explosions, and Mick Foley is famous for having one with, uh, I believe it was a Terry Funk match, and you, you land on the board and then they trigger it. Like it's, it's yeah. triggered to like look like you hit it and it explodes, but it's a guy triggering him. Yeah. And Mick had a board where I believe it, like his arm came down on the explosion and they set it off and it basically burned away. And it's in his book. It's like burned away pretty much as all of his bicep skin and down his arm. And just is like him smiling and like, you know, thumbs up, even though he's like missing skin. Yeah. Um, I just found that guy fascinating. And, so, and I think that's why he's world famous. It's just like he would, he's like a guy who would jump from the top rope onto concrete, missing a guy. Like usually you flip and everyone else catches you and gingerly yeah. lays down to like make sure everyone's safe. He would flip out and land on concrete and like, like, goddamn. Have you ever gotten in the ring? No, I've never, never actually wrestled. I've been knocked down in the ring. Yeah. I have been, uh, I've done that type of stuff where like you get in the ring and you're like, like say stuff or whatever and get pushed around and stuff yeah. like that. But I never, I've never trained for it. I don't care to. I'm too old now to. Yeah. Just, yeah. I know that's a, a cop out or whatever, but like, no, I'd rather, I, my skill set's just better off not wrestling. It's better to know. I know all the stuff. So I've, and I've definitely been to training lessons and stuff. So I know what people are doing in the ring. So like, yeah, when I, yeah, like and I'm, watching, the, the, yeah, when I'm watching all the cameras and stuff and be like, okay, well, he's going about to do this. So I'm going to cut to this other camera. That's going to catch it as he falls because I know he's going this way. And do they go over the spots with you or is that? No, I mean, it's, they, they usually go between themselves. Uh-huh. Uh, the big spots they'll go and tell like the comment, they should, some of them don't, but they should tell the commentary team like, Oh, here's my big, uh, uh, after school special is Darwin Finch's move. And he's like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to hit it, but he's not, I'm like, I'm going to hit it. And then you got to call it out, but he's going to kick out of it or something like that. He's going to let yeah. you know that you got to get really hyped. Like it's going to be the end of the match. No, you know, yeah. Like they'll yeah, let, they'll yeah. let that type of stuff go. Um, but they don't, 
I don't, I don't need to hear him say, well, I'm going to run the ropes and then he's going to miss a clothesline and I'm going to run the ropes again. I'm like, mm, doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It does not help me. Now, if they say well, they want to come out and cut a promo or something, then I know I got to get a cameraman to like shoot him close up and get that. It's, you know, face. it's not like most of your cameras are turning and tilting and swiveling all the time. Not so, right now. No, no. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to, trying to adjust for that. But uh, yeah, we, the, the show is built on hodgepodge, whatever we find gear. So when you're ready to have a cameraman on that camera, that's on the top of the refrigerator. Yeah, please. No, we're going to replace that with a PTZ. I want to sit on top of a refrigerator. That thing was shaking last show. The the fridge. Yeah. There are people pounding on the floor and hitting the fridge. They're so excited. It was crazy. Oh yeah. No, they were going crazy with the foot stomp. Yeah. yeah. That was like the shouting. I've never, I, we've had some pretty hot crowds and, but this one was like nuts. Do you feel like it's growing? Like the crowds are are getting bigger show by show? Like uh, is the word Um, getting around town? We had a downtime because of the goddamn end game. We we had a Friday. Oh yeah, no, I was there that night when you went up against that end game. We went up against the Avengers and that was like a full on, yeah, no one's like, no one's showing up for this. That was Um, the Friday that it was, that came out. We we don't have any control over it once we lock in the date and we're like, oh, the biggest movie of the year probably of ever now next to Avatar is, well, uh, Gone with the Wind adjusted uh, for inflation. It's still a racist movie. It's fine. Dude, that movie is super yeah. racist. Like, not even a little <laughs> no, racist. No, it's a, whoo. I was, I knew I was what in a for classic. Like a little bit of racism when I put it on finally. Yeah. Their favorite thing is racism oh, in yeah. that movie. That's it's, like, it's, it's, it's a colorized birth of a nation. They, it's like, it plays like an advertisement for having slaves. Like oh, it, yeah, it, having a nice big house and having slaves. Yep, yeah, having, having black children fan you down on a hot summer day. Yeah. It, anyway. Famous movies. <laughs> it was, uh, it was disappointing to say the least. Is there ever going to be a WPW movie? Uh, I mean, if we, uh, we currently, uh, have a trailer coming out in the next show. I don't know when this podcast airs, but the, uh, the adventure continues. Mm-hmm. We'll finally see the trailer for weekend at Bernie's three, which was partially filmed during the last show. Oh yes, 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 yes. So yes. the joke is no, that movie's never being made. That's just a bunch of clips that turn into a fun trailer. But, um, I don't know if it'd ever be a m- movie like universe. I could see us being a more pushed more into more of a Muppet show. Mm-hmm. TV series where who's your Kermit the frog? Like who's the, is it uh, Man we is used the to, backbone of the mm, whole, I mean, Gary technically owns it. So you, you kind of create him as a Vince McMahon character, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't but, know what happened. I don't know what happened to the storyline, but we did have a commissioner named Larry who was a giant Turkey. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he has been kind of replaced by the midnight Turkey, which is Larry in a Ninja turtle mask. That's the, um, that's the storyline that was going on is that he got fired as the manager and he came back as a wrestler. Does Pop-Tart Boy always have a ninja mask or is that just sometimes? No, he has a ninja mask. It's okay, just a, okay, it's a, he's, so. a, he's a Robin proxy. He's like, yeah, he's yeah, a, yeah. you know, I got to hide that identity even though it's not a, a tiny mask is never a good identity hider. Those, the Pop-Tart Boy matches are always like, I feel like you have a challenge there mm. because you can't top the comedy of Pop-Tart Boy getting into the ring. Oh, would, like that five minutes yeah. of him wrestling with the ropes has the crowd out of their chairs. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you, it's so tough to... Did you see last match where he got thrown out underneath the ropes, but his corner caught and he was just stuck there? I didn't see that. He was he was stuck for a good like three minutes of the match, just 
on the corner rope. That like, was the, the like tag team match. Yeah, yeah. People that were cheering was, for him to get yeah. out. Yeah, I cannot be held yeah. accountable for what I did no, not no, notice like, during that so, match. Yeah, that thing was, was insane. So many guys going. Yeah, that was great. The camera work on that is hilarious. Just watching, just ah, twelve yeah. dudes running around being crazy. Oh no, thirteen because te- technically D Evil was still on the outside cheering on his team. I love that uh, Uga Booga and Marbles just fight each other. I think that's such a fun. Well, it was uh, yeah, Marbles and uh, Unga Bunga. Unga Bunga, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or Unga Bunga, whichever way you want to go with it. Uh, it's the same. Well, let's stay on brand. Whatever. Unga Bunga. I don't care. It's no, he's, he, they, that's the thing is there's so much stuff happening. I saw it. I don't even know if it's on camera because of how many men are in the ring, but he came down to the commentary table and put his bone down. Cause mm-hmm. it's caveman. This is a caveman, like captain caveman type dude, put his bone down and said, protect this. And then marbles who is, um, a, uh, uh, trying to think of the actual wrestling character that was based on um a blank on that forgot it that's okay yeah um so yeah the marbles basically during the match he uh steps out and takes the bone and then they're like there's a reason to fight they're not they're they were put together as a tag team that they're not supposed to get together they're not supposed to get along they were fighting each yeah. other before so. yeah yeah they never seemed to i mean from the beginning ungabunga didn't really understand yeah like the whole premise for him was that he didn't understand what the what was going on yeah. really no ungabunga is like you, you have to keep explaining to him that like how pins work and he's yeah. not a wrestler he's an unfrozen caveman from the yeah. tar pits yeah. you know yeah. we took him out of the la brea tar pits in los angeles so yeah it's yeah, stuff like that. And yeah, that match was insane. So it's like there's just stuff going on. They fought to the back. We lost them. They were like, there's still like 18 men running around. Yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah. So I don't know where are we going with that thread. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm <laughs> excited to talk about it because I really enjoy the shows. I wouldn't be there if I yeah, didn't. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, it's too much fun. Oh, yeah. It's I, like, I've, I, the thing is, like, you're talking about, like, if they ask me about what they're going to do or tell me what they're going to do in the matches. Yeah. I don't need, also sometimes I don't really care to hear because sometimes yeah, yeah, I like yeah, being yeah. surprised. I like, yeah. I like just like, I don't think like we get a, we make a list of who's going to be in, who's available, Yep. Who, where they're going to go, what the storyline is going to be with them, how they're going to perform. And then even then day of, sometimes we're just like, he couldn't make it. All right. Well, you know, yeah. put him in like, um, the Phil Cosby stuff sometimes happens because he's available, but we haven't, uh, we got like an opening and we're like, all right, well, sassy assassin can come out and he's a sassy assassin is charged with finding Phil Cosby now and like working for his, for his whatever his, his weird employer is his Acme cor- corporation. You know, I I'm going to say this, this is my personal opinion. Uh, sassy assassin is the most underused character in uh, the WPW roster. He's my favorite. I'm he's, sorry. He's, I don't, not, not, not that we're playing favorites, no, but I you are, fucking you're paying love, you're, paying, you're already playing. I love the sassy assassin. Yeah, no, I think he's uh, great. Uh, Eric, the guy who plays him is mm-hmm. uh, also a voice actor. So that's why his promos are yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah. And it's, it's just, was the, he also the director of the, he was also okay. Alfred Cockhitch. Yes. The director why of, why not yes, at this point? <laughs> fuck yeah. Of uh weekend at Bernie's three. He, uh, also just to completely break the kayfabe of, of characters he's also the man called string ah uh, yes 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 yes. who uh who's got beefed up for this this recent show yes working out a lot um but yeah we 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 he he was a guy who was coming to class and 
he started doing the Thethia Thethan thing, and uh-huh. Brian was just like, "Don, you're that's what you're doing. This is no, the it's best such character. a good. Yeah. It's you get it in the first sentence, yeah. like yeah. you know exactly what you're in for. Yeah, and he comes out of he comes out of smooth jazz, and like he's clicking his fingers. He's yeah. like the weirdest. It's the weirdest character. Like, and then he has his buddy Sneaky Pete, who's just like a, a regular burglar looking guy. Yep, you know? yep, yep. No, it's uh, too much fun. Yeah, yeah so like all that. of them. The 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 fun thing about it. One thing that makes it very very easy is that for almost every character on the roster, you know infinity about them when they enter yeah. when when they come in like you know so much about them so quickly yeah. even like somebody just by the just by the naming them like boogaloo brown mm-hmm. comes out and is like let's get hyped and like claps and tries to tries to badly break dance and stuff you know like what that is it's like an 80s guy like wishes he could be more coordinated and, and just gets gets his ass kicked was there somebody with axe body spray was that that's uh show? that's actually broseph joe brody who's from hood slam he's there he's their commentary okay. team uh, he came down with uh, Dark Sheik and Anton Voorhees, yes. who were like the caution. They they came all came down, and he is promoting their brand. Okay, and okay. he's worked for us too. Though I mean, we, the pilot we did for Machinima, and the pilot we did for Machinima, and the big Chinatown warehouse party thing we did, he was our commentary for that too. Because at that time we hadn't um, gotten like Rivers or Eric Barnes or uh, Doctor Pat. Um, Who's Eric Barnes? Bring me up to speed on who that fella is. Uh, Eric Barnes is a local comedian and writer, and he's uh, all around just a sweetheart of a man. That's what I... I was out about town. I was at a coffee shop, and he came in, and that's what caught me off guard. Like, I'm so used to him... Being you know, in, like, that weird, big, sweaty yep, costume that he and wears. And conducting yeah. the, whole, the whole thing. Yeah. And he's just like, oh hey, hey yeah, hey, no, he's yeah, he's just, really quiet. How you been? Usually, like it's uh, yeah, he's uh, it's a well, the wrestling thing is like you turn up yourself to eleven, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of him. He's real like the the character he plays on the show is a sweaty, nervous man who is really nice and doesn't want to say bad things, and so he's the good guy commentator. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he actually is kind of cool because like we originally started with uh, Rivers Langley and Doctor Pat. He's he's playing character, but they have their own podcast. And they, uh, what was it like before we came back? So after the Machinima uh, contract ended and we were planning to do shows, we needed a commentary team because we're not going to pay uh, Brosif to come down every, yeah. from Oakland where, they, where Hood Slam is. They're not going to come yeah, down yeah, every yeah. Friday or every other Friday or whatever. And then, um, so we had to come up with our own commentary team. And I, I listened to, I've, I've, I met Rivers probably a couple of years before that shooting a sketch and stuff like that. And, um, I followed their podcast and they would watch old like WCW pay-per-views yep. and do like the podcast where they're watching it live and talking about what's happening and then cut jokes. Yeah. But yeah. I would notice that like he and Pat together could call stuff. They're like, Oh look, he's doing a Michinoku driver or something like that. I'm like, Oh, you know, you know what you're talking about? Like yeah. a very important part of commentary is being a character that can either like or shit on a wrestler and then also call actual play by play. Yes. And so they could do that. And I was like, oh, great, you guys come in. And I think the third show we ever did in that format, uh, I think Pat had to leave for something because he's also actually a real college professor. Uh, he had to go for something. And he, at, we were like, we're looking for a replacement. And Eric Barnes was available. And we're like, Eric Barnes loves wrestling. He knows it. I'm like, cool, bring him in. Yeah. And so that was his first time ever, ever doing the commentary. But all those guys never did actual commentary for wrestling before. So we brought him in and Eric just, was just so good. So like, we're like, you know what, we're going to, we didn't, we, we couldn't bring him back the next show because Pat was in and we were also, uh, we're in this tiny little venue. Mm-hmm. But once we got um, to the point of 
uh, Mean Janine was going to get frying panned and removed from the show. We needed a, a guy in the ring to announce the matches and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, let's just bring Eric back because he's so good. And then <laughs> because of the context of losing Pat again and stuff, he had to like run. He, if you watch the shows, he'd run from yeah, commentary yeah. table to let's the, turn to me ring, in the ring. Like, be out of ring. breath and sweaty and run back and then call the show. And I'm like, this is great. So, I mean, he's got the skill set to do both. It's just great. So we yeah. all, he's just a utility player, as I call it. And Rivers is always just a perfect, uh, like the brain, the old Bobby, yeah. Bobby the brain type of a-hole commentator that loves all the bad guys, you know? Good color commentary. I did, uh, did the, 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 this is off the rails, off track, but what, um, I watch uh, speed runs, video game speed runs. Oh yeah, I know. And those the commentators explaining what I'm seeing. Oh yeah. Especially makes, with the glitches and stuff. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah. he's wall jumping this. So a that's crack a in the wall frame and, perfect jump onto yeah. one pixel. And if he doesn't hit that pixel, he won't be able to skip the rest. Of, oh, he hit it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got to restart again, even though you've been doing this speed yep, run for yep. four hours. Yep. It's actually quicker to restart if you mess this up. Yep. That stuff's insane. That's very mind boggling. Yeah. No, really good play by play. The way I always looked at it and I've always been explained to me is the best, the best type of play by play people are, you can close your eyes and still see a show mm-hmm. like the, you, the guys that used to do radio baseball or whatever. Oh yeah. yeah you yeah. just like, Oh man. Uh, like growing up as a kid, my parents would like, my dad would like, there's a Minnesota guy. So like the twins and stuff. And I, I'd, I'd, he'd listen to the radio play or, or radios while we're like going somewhere. And like, you'd be like, Oh yeah, I can, I don't, I can't, I can't, I'm not seeing anything, but I'm, I know exactly what happened. Yeah, I, yeah. I, like, Oh man, he just beat, beat the pitch by or whatever. It's like, in your head yep, and that's yep, the best yep. type of play by, play by play and I think Pat and Eric can both really do that very well and also on top of that be like the good guy commentators that are yeah. like oh that shitty King Desi you know so it's weird because like it's a it's a skill set that you would never really be able to try otherwise either like I yep. talked to, I've talked to him about it it's like it's so weird like they love the idea of doing it and they're uh, most of those guys are stand-up comedians or podcast guys and stuff so they can talk but it's like again talking in front of an audience not about comedy and not like you can interject some jokes, but like you have to know all the shit you're looking at in the yep, ring yep, yep. on top of monsters doing stuff. Yep. And you have to and, keep the backstory yeah, straight. You have to keep, keep, yeah. The storyline straight is like, uh, we've had the weird thing was we, uh, we have Kikutaro, a yes. famous Japanese wrestler come in. He'll bring in his trainees and stuff with him sometimes. I was going to ask you about that. The not like not last match, but the last, last match, there were more, there were a bunch of people speaking in Japanese and yeah, it made yeah, yeah. my ears twitch and I was thinking yeah. like what's, why is this the yeah, epicenter Kikutaro. of Japanese yeah. <laughs> wrestling no. culture what no, happened because well, Kikutaro is a famously a comedic okay. Japanese wrestler he's like you look up any of his old matches and he's like always one of the guys who's doing the goofy stuff yeah he yeah. still can wrestle but you know full on wrestling and stuff he, he I mean at our uh, Turkey Mania 2 show he fought a miniaturized version of the great Branzino, a wizard. Oh, yes, yes. The crowd went bananas it is, for that. It is a short Japanese man in a mask mm-hmm. fighting a doll. And it's the, one of the most crazy matches I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, he's, he's great. He's, but he's the audience a, was going crazy yeah, yeah. for it. That was like maybe the hot, one of the hottest parts of that show. Yeah, that yeah. They were just like out of their seats because yeah. it was so nutty. Yeah, it's great. The great thing about, I think, the, what we do well if I can like toot our own horn Please about Please do. It. I'm just going to toot away is that when you see these characters, when you see like Rubber Baby Leather Daddy or Chow Mein Charlie come out or whatever, you not only, like you said, you're like immediately understand like a backstory of these characters, you know to fully commit 
to accepting this universe. Like your your oh the your your disbelief is suspended com- immediately. It's already gone. It's like yeah yeah, you're yeah. coming in. You're probably sure you you can suspend a disbelief. Yeah yeah, but and then it's just gone. Like, like there's no compromise of that suspension. Like once once you've yeah. crossed that threshold, that yeah. uh, Sam Squatch and uh, Chow Mein Charlie and uh, fighting Ricotta yeah. Flair. Like yeah, anything's fair game. Yeah yeah. So like yeah, and then, then you have a guy fighting a tiny little stuffed doll. Yeah wizard. Yeah done no it's there's so that's one of my favorite things about the project and why i'm so just enthusiastic for the whole thing is i love it when there's ample space for anarchy oh you guys have like baked anarchy into the into the core of this any any weirdo could run out during a match and start some new storyline if we wanted them to yes yeah yeah even if it was nessie and she takes forever to get to the ring (laughs) that was one of my favorite i I use the word favorite too liberally because obviously everything is my favorite favorite is favorite yeah but what that one match where it was just uh you were you kept stacking the chaos to the point that it was four men in a bathtub were coming like you just kept calling that was a nutty shit that kept coming out at, yeah. a, at a breakneck pace that was yeah that was the number one contender rumble for the wrestle turkey championship where rick flair or ricotta flair sorry ricotta flair picked the contestants the joke yes. is that he's obviously picking some of the worst characters yes. yeah, yeah yeah sadly that's also where marbles and unga bunga and stuff like come from is like these characters that are like all right we're just throwing them in and they they get over they're successful so we bring them back but like yeah we had the we had the butcher the so baker what happened the candlestick the, the maker three men in a bathtub didn't come back the for three future minute, matches three that, a, was that not practical three men in a three men in a tub just cannot get into the ring yes and they decided to leave that's it that's the that's the whole joke of them and the he, I will say this, uh that was on our machinima pilot. This was one of the jokes we had. Oh, okay, so we, okay, we, okay. we've noticed that like we have um well, there's you know repetition, but there's also oh no one ever got to see this. And it's such a dumb joke. We need yeah, to put it yeah, back yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So we've done yeah, we've done um and if people go way back, they can see we've done this uh gag a couple times, which is the uh the delivery man fight. Mm-hmm. And it's still one of my favorites because we keep doing it. Like it's mm-hmm. the it's funnier when it it's funny now yeah, because we yeah. keep doing it. It's uh, Fred X, Lou PS, and Cedric the Mailman, and that's always the three guys. They're always yep. different people playing those characters, but they come in and they fight over who's the best, most dominant per, like delivery service. Quick question: uh, There's been there's been uh, pepperoni Tony. Yes, there has been a couple pepperoni Tonys. Uh, has there ever been a Salami Tommy? Nope, not yet. Okay, I'm giving you that one for free. Well, our friend Matt has played Pepperoni Tony. Oh, yeah. No, Kick, was... Kicking pizzas in people's faces. Yep, yep, yep. I remember he, he came home telling that story. <laughs> He's uh, very happy about that. Yes. Uh, you know what? I want to I give you the gift of my podcast. Right. So I'm going to press stop on all these devices, then I'm going to press start on all these devices, and you own the show. I own this. You are the king of this program. Can you handle the pressure? Well, I don't think you want this, but it's happening. Okay, let's do it. Thank you so much for coming on to my show. I cannot wait to come on to your show in the next five minutes. Bye. Bye.